Hey everyone, it's Josh from Blockchain TXP and today is the 18th of September 2023 guys. And to be honest, there is not much movement so far as the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is concerned. But on the 19th and 20th, the Federal Reserve Board, they are going to be having an FOMC meeting and most likely they are going to be increasing the interest rate hike. And based on the announcement guys, I'm pretty much sure the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies will definitely be impacted. And what historically happens is, few hours or few days before the meeting is when there is drastic movement in the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that narrative plays out. Now guys, in today's episode, we are going to be discussing the end of Binance BUSD. And look guys, I've been following stable coins on a daily basis. Unfortunately, the future of Binance BUSD is definitely coming towards an end. And we'll definitely go ahead and explore what that news is all about. And at the same time, one of the competitors of Binance, that is Coinbase, which to be honest is the biggest exchange in US at the moment, they have launched their own blockchain called as Base Network and the volume in Base Network has definitely pumped up to the moon. So we'll definitely go ahead and discuss the news regarding Base Network as well. And guys, one of the billionaires called as Mark Cuban, he actually suffered an hack and that was because looks like he downloaded a fake version of MetaMask. So definitely unfortunate news. Now he's a multi-billionaire but that thing being said, he still lost quite a lot of money. So we'll definitely go ahead and explore that news. And I believe he's lost roughly around $870,000. Absolutely unfortunate news. And guys, towards the end of the episode, we're also going to be discussing a report which is published by Leptic. And that actually states that Lazarus Group are trying to invent and find out different ways on how to go ahead and steal funds. And they have stolen roughly around $240 million in just the last 104 days. So we'll definitely go ahead and explore that news in detail. And guys, like we do in every Crypto and Coffee Date podcast, I'm going to be discussing two news from the Bayou and the Middle East. And the first news, guys, is that IOTA, they are planning to establish a regulated foundation in Abu Dhabi. And look, guys, me personally, I'm not a fan of foundation association. So we'll definitely go and explore what that news is all about. And the second news has to do with artificial intelligence and also to do with digital experience. And looks like Saudi Arabia is definitely taking the lead. So the news is that Saudi Arabia is actually leading the Middle East in digital experiences in artificial intelligence investment. So we'll definitely go ahead and look at that. So quite a lot of cover guys in today's episode. So let's kick start with it right away. Welcome to the Crypto and Coffee at 8, the daily podcast that keeps you up to date on all latest developments in the world of cryptocurrencies, blockchain and NFTs. Join us Monday to Friday as you kick off your day with a cup of coffee and a deep dive into the exciting and rapidly evolving world of digital assets. We'll cover the latest news and trends in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space as well as delve into the growing world of NFTs or non-fungible tokens and metaverse. Plus, we'll keep you updated on the latest developments from Dubai, UAE and the wider Middle East region. Whether you're a seasoned crypto enthusiast or just getting started, Crypto and Coffee at 8 has something for you. Our expert host will provide insight and analysis on the most important topics in the industry and help you stay up to date on the latest developments. We'll bring you interviews with leading figures in the crypto and blockchain space and explore the ways in which these technologies are changing the world around us. From the impact on traditional financial systems to the potential for revolutionizing industries 
and transforming societies. We'll cover it all on Crypto and Coffee at 8. So tune in and join us for a daily dose of Crypto and Coffee at 8. And let's stay ahead of the curve together. We'll start your day off right with the most important news and insights from the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse and help you navigate this exciting and rapidly evolving landscape. In Crypto and Coffee at 8, the daily podcast covers the latest developments in the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse. We'll also bring you updates on the latest news from Dubai, UAE and wider Middle East region. This also includes a range of topics such as developments in the local and blockchain industry, including new projects and initiatives, regulatory updates and policies related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region, local and regional events and conferences focused on crypto and blockchain, interviews with leading figures in Dubai, UAE and Middle East crypto and blockchain community coverage of any significant news or events related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region. By covering these local and regional developments, in addition to the wider world of cryptocurrency and blockchain, Crypto & Coffee at 8 aims to provide a comprehensive overview of the industry and its impact on the Dubai, UAE and Middle East region. Now before we kickstart today's episode, I have an important message, so check this out. Thank you to our sponsors for being part of the Blockchain DXB journey, firstly Advanced Media. Advanced MediaCars is the largest distributor of professional video, photo, broadcast and cinematic equipment and accessories in the Middle East and MENA region. With over two decades of experience, Advanced Media is now the largest distributor in the Middle East, representing more than 100 recognizable brands, including brands such as Zeiss, DJI, Hasselblad, Red and Road. As a matter of fact guys, the very mic that I'm recording is being sponsored by Advanced Media as well. And Advanced Media has showrooms in Saudi Arabia and services as well. Looks like they're definitely taking the Middle East by storm. And here's the beautiful thing guys. They're taking corporate social responsibility very seriously. And they're focusing on three Ps. That is people, planet and prosperity. Now listen guys, if you do want to find out more information regarding the statement of corporate social responsibility, check out the website that is www.amt.tv. And here's the beautiful thing guys. They also want to be a leader and set an example and reputation as a pioneer and member of the community. And in doing so, guys, they also have an AMT scholarship with SAE Institute in Dubai, UAE. So definitely check it out. And also, guys, Advanced Media is committed to persistently developing, organizing and hosting training workshops, seminars and community events that educate, inform and familiarize consumers with new equipment and the latest technological advances. So listen guys, do one thing. If you do want to support this channel, go to the website that is www.amt.tv and follow the social media channels as well. All of the details are in the show notes below. Next, Shalut Group, a luxury retail and distributor which is headquartered in Dubai, are getting into the NFT game. And here's the deal guys, they are not just getting into the NFT and metaverse space, they are going to be shaping the NFT metaverse and Web 3.0 space, which I believe is excellent not just for Dubai and UAE, but also for the global cryptocurrency community as well. And guys, Charlotte Group's Web 3.0 sneaker brand called Soulmates revealed their first NFT collection on the 12th of April. Now, what is really interesting is that it's called as Soulmates, so it's spelled as S for Sugar, O for Orange, L for Larry. Now, instead of E, they've replaced it with Web 3, and it is the number 3, mates.xyz. And guys, listen. Charlotte Group has over half a century's worth of experience in luxury goods and then getting into the NFT space is a massive deal. Now if you're a sneakerhead, you definitely need to check out soulmates.xyz. 
And once again, guys, the number is 3 instead of an E. It has all the information. And in the show notes below, you'll get all the information. And listen, guys, if you want to be an early adopter, you can also pre-mint it at www.dreamint.xyz forward slash soulmates. So definitely check it out. And they have a Discord community as well. And guys, Nick, who is the head of corporate innovation at Charlotte Group and also the co-founder of Soulmates, has a WhatsApp group where he constantly provides updates in the area of NFTs, Metaverse and Web 3.0. So guys, check out soulmates.xyz and be part of the Soulmates OG NFT that is definitely going to shape the industry. Next, listen guys, there are three things I'm absolutely passionate about. One is death metal, ice cold beer. And the third one is extreme sports. That is Tough Mudder. And Tough Mudder, guys, is a series of obstacle and mud runs that'll push your physical and mental limits without the pressure of competition. It's essentially a community that is built on teamwork and overcoming obstacles where stepping outside of your comfort zone is the actual reward. And my big question is, guys, when was the last time you did something wild for the very first time? Now listen, guys, Tough Mudder Arabia has a formidable team and one of the events does actually take place on the 14th of October. And Tough Mudder Arabia guys is putting across a series of events this year and next year. And the first big event take place on Fujero Adventure Park on the 14th of October. So look at the show notes below, you'll find the registration link. And if you're someone who's in Dubai, there are two days of back-to-back Tough Mudder events as well that takes place on the 11th and the 12th of November at the iconic Jebel Ali race. And finally guys, in the second quarter of 2024, there's a massive event taking place in Ras Al and that takes place on the 20th of April 2024. Now listen guys, if you want a season pass, it is at a discounted price. So look at the show notes below for the discounted price. And guess what guys, they have two different distances as well. 5 kilometers and 10 kilometers. And if you have kids, get your kids along. So check out the show notes below to find out more information regarding Tough Mudder Arabia. Next, Startup OI is global one tech platform for tech. It offers global high paying tech jobs with flexibility in working time and location, global free tech events, and tech networks to connect with global like-minded engineers. A brilliant platform to listen to the tech experts in Metaverse and to grab their insights. Now listen, all you have to do is download the app Startup OI. If you're using an Android version, go to Google Store and App Store for iOS devices. Alternatively, you can also click on the show notes below to download Startup OI. Next, guys, listen, if you're into fitness, if you're into adventure, if you want to do something well, but still want to keep your health in check, there is a new podcast in town, a podcast focusing on obstacle course race in the Middle East. The podcast is called The Race Pace Podcast. So check out The Race Pace Podcast across all leading platforms. And The Race Pace Podcast is a peer-to-peer community-driven podcast where they talk all about obstacle course race in the Middle East, from Sandstorm to Spartan Race, from Tough Mudder to Desert Warrior Challenge and also the Government Gulf Games and quite a lot more. The podcast has interviews with athletes locally and internationally to get inside scoop on how athletes prepare for obstacle course race. In the podcast, they also talk about interesting stories on why they are motivated to do obstacle course race. And that's not all. They also plan to release seven NFTs. And these NFTs are no ordinary. These NFTs will represent every emirate in the UAE. And listen guys, these NFTs are going to be absolutely massive. So do one thing, go to Spotify, go to iTunes, go to any leading podcasting platform and search for Rise in the Obstacle Course Race podcast. And finally guys, not your keys, not your crypto. If you have dabbled with cryptocurrencies and now are seriously getting to protect your cryptocurrencies, there is no better way to protect it 
by using a hardware wallet. And this is where Ledger Wallet kicks in. And Ledger Wallets are hardware cryptocurrency wallets made by Ledger, a company headquartered in Paris, France. And Ledger's hardware wallets are multi-currency wallets that are used to store private keys for cryptocurrencies offline. And Ledger offers two hardware wallets, the Ledger Nano and Ledger Nano X wallets. They are world-class experts with extensive crypto security backgrounds. They continuously look for vulnerabilities in Ledger products in a constant effort to improve the level of security. In today's world, securing these digital assets is a critical challenge. And this is where Ledger kicks in. So click the link below to buy your hardware wallet and support this podcast. It is a brilliant way to support this podcast. So what are you waiting for? The link is in the show notes below. Now guys, since you've taken care of that, let's kick start by looking at the global cryptocurrency market. Because as of now, it is at one. 0.05 trillion dollars and to be honest guys the moment jerome powell goes live a few hours before he goes live keep a track on the price of bitcoin and cryptocurrencies now that thing being said since the last 24 hours it is marginally down by 0.35 percent and the total cryptocurrency market volume in the last 24 hours is down to 16.57 billion dollars the numbers guys to be honest is looking absolutely horrendous isn't it now the volume since the last 24 hours is down by 27.19%. If you look at the volume in DeFi, it is unfortunately well below the $2 billion mark. It is only at $1.97 billion. And so far as the total value locked is concerned, it is at $38.64 billion. And Lido is clearly dominating the total value locked. It is at $14.17 billion. Now, if you look at decentralized exchange to centralized exchange dominance, guys, unfortunately, it has gone down and it is only at 10.82%. Now what usually happens is when I look at these numbers in the early hours in the Middle East or Dubai, on Monday's decentralized exchange to centralized exchange dominance is often high but looks like this time it is an anomaly. Now so far as DeFi is concerned guys, it is accounting for 11.87% of the total crypto market 24 hour volume. Now let me quickly run through the 24 hour volume of decentralized exchanges. Uniswap is at number 1 and the 24 hour volume is $303.44 million. And guys, later on, before we look at the king of all kings, that is Bitcoin, I'm going to give our basic level information on what Uniswap is, how does it work, who are the founders, what technology that it uses, and quite a lot of other. Now, the second decentralized exchange so far as volume is concerned is PancakeSwap, and the volume is $199.55 million. The third is Maverick Protocol, and $108.89 million as its volume. The number fourth is Thorchain at $58.90 million. And finally, guys, Curve Finance at 57.31 million dollars now guys if you look at the volume of stable coins it is definitely not looking good and unfortunately guys on the 14th of september binance did actually announce the end of binance BUSD. so we'll definitely take a deep dive into that now, the volume of all stable coins is 14.35 billion dollars and stable coins guys account for 86.63 percent of the total crypto market 24 hour volume now so far as the volume of stable coins is concerned of 14.35 billion dollars Tether USDT accounts for $11.91 billion. Circle USDC's volume is $1.49 billion. And Binance BSD's volume, guys, unfortunately, is only down to $508 million. Just to give you some context, guys, Binance BSD's volume on an average given day used to hover somewhere between the $4 to $8 billion mark. But unfortunately, the future of Binance BSD is definitely not looking good. Now, guys, let's quickly run through the market cap. 24 hour trading volume and dominance between bitcoin and ethereum now bitcoin's market cap is well over the 500 billion dollar mark 
it is at 516 billion dollars and few days ago guys i was actually contemplating if there is a possibility of bitcoin's market cap to go below the 500 billion dollar mark thankfully it did not happen but it's going to be really interesting to see how the narrative of the fomc meeting plays out and if jerome powell does actually decide to increase the interest rate hike i wouldn't be surprised if the market cap of bitcoin once again goes below the 500 billion dollar mark and guys listen every time jerome powell goes live there's always question in our session as well and i'm definitely going to be covering that in my crypto and coffee date podcast i'm really curious to check if they do ask any questions regarding bitcoin and if there is any specific question regarding bitcoin spot etf because that answer guys will definitely impact the price of bitcoin in a positive or in a negative way now so far as the market cap of ethereum is concerned it is well below the 200 billion dollar mark it is at 195.5 billion dollars if you look at the 24-hour trading volume of Bitcoin gas, it is only at $6.43 billion and Ethereum is at $2.6 billion. Now, if you look at the dominance of Bitcoin, it is definitely picked up pace. It is at 49.02%, whereas Ethereum is 18.50%. Now, guys, in today's episode, what I'm going to be doing is taking a deep dive into decentralized apps that are currently working only on Binance BNB chain. And there are two matrix cars that I'll be looking at. The first one, is the fiat value of incoming token transfers from unique active wallets to decentralized app smart contract over a period of time and i'm looking at these numbers via daprader.com so the first matrix guys is in terms of dollar amount but the second matrix is the number of unique active wallets interacting or performing transactions with decentralized app smart contract over a period of time now via daprader.com it does not give an explanation of what over a period of time means but based on the numbers i'm definitely i'm hoping it is 24 hours because if it is anything more than 24 hours to be honest guys then the numbers are really scary another thing guys to note is when we look at the number of unique active wallets interacting or performing transaction with decentralized app smart contract that does not necessarily mean that that many number of people are actually interacting with it it actually means that the numbers reflect the number of smart contracts in that blockchain platform and in that smart contract there might be hundreds if not thousands of them using it now so far as the decentralized app on binance bnb chain is concerned the first one is no surprise it is pancakeswap version 3 and mind you guys pancakeswap version 3 is currently operating in different blockchain protocols as well now so far as the dollar amount is concerned it is at 100.9 million dollars and the number of interaction with the wallets is 40,540. the second one guys is pancakeswap version 2 and in terms of dollar amount, it is $57.32 million. And in terms of interactions, it is 3904 And the number third decentralized app working on Binance BNB chain, in terms of dollar amount, it's Venus Protocol. And it is at $40.81 million. And the number of unique active wallets interacting or performing transaction with decentralized app smart contract on Binance BNB chain is 573 and once again guys this does not mean that 573 people are using the smart contract what it means is that there are 573 smart contracts and under these smart contracts there might be hundreds if not thousands of people using it but to be honest guys i wouldn't be surprised if there is just one person using the smart contract as well now the number four decentralized app on binance bnb chain is radiant and in terms of dollar amount it is 5.42 million dollars and the number of interaction is 628 and finally guys the number five decentralized app on binance bnb chain is stargate and in terms of dollar amount it is at 5.1 million dollars and the number of unique active wallets interacting or performing transaction with decentralized app smart contract 
for Stargate is 6505 Now guys, before we look at the king of all kings that is Bitcoin, let's take a deep dive into Unisop. Because to be honest guys, Unisop is kind of like the leader so far as decentralized exchange is concerned, isn't it? So let me go ahead and briefly explain what is Unisop, who created Unisop and what is it that makes Unisop special. And we'll also go ahead and very briefly run through the different versions of Unisop as well. Now, so far as Unisop is concerned, it is a decentralized cryptocurrency exchange that operates on the Ethereum blockchain and unlike traditional exchange, it doesn't rely on order books or intermediaries. Instead, it uses smart contracts to allow users to trade cryptocurrencies directly with each other. So guys, think of it like a vending machine where you can actually swap one cryptocurrency for another. Now, so far as the creator of Unisop is concerned, Unisop was created by Hayden Adams who is an Ethereum developer. And he was inspired by the idea of creating a decentralized exchange that could provide better liquidity and accessibility to cryptocurrency trading. And Vitalik Buterin, the creator of Ethereum, also played a crucial name in naming the protocol as well. So the big question, guys, is what is it that makes Unisop special? Now, Unisop is unique because it is an AMM that is automated market maker. And guys, it uses a mathematical formula called as X times Y equals to K and this guys helps to determine the price and facilitates trade and this formula helps solve liquidity problems that earlier decentralized exchange faced thereby making it easier for users to buy and sell tokens and Unisop has gone through different versions with each improvements and Unisop version 2 introduced features like ERC20 token pairs, price oracles and flash swaps as well and Unisop version 3 which is the latest version was I believe launched few years ago somewhere around in May of 2021 and it does actually offer greater efficiency for liquidity providers and traders and guys in today's episode we also ran through some of the volumes of Unisop version 3 and Unisop version 2 as well right now let me very briefly run through the tokens that are under Unisop cause Unigas is the governance token of Unisop and there are 1 billion Uni tokens in total and these tokens are distributed to different groups including the community team members, investors and advisors as well and the distribution aims to incentivize participation and governance of the Unisop platform. Now let me very briefly run through how is Unisop actually secured cause Unisop guys operates on Ethereum blockchain which is known for its security features however like all DeFi platforms it's essential to be aware of potential risks such as smart contracts, vulnerabilities and high transaction fees during times of network congestions. So the big question is guys where can you buy uni tokens? Now it's really important to know that uni tokens can be purchased on various cryptocurrency exchanges, making them accessible to users who want to participate in the Unisop ecosystem. And Unisop guys, they also have DAO, that is decentralized autonomous organization or distributed autonomous organization, how I like to call it. And it is essentially a community-driven organization. And uni token holders can vote on proposals and decisions related to the platform's development governance and treasury management and it also allows users to have a same Unisop's feature as well. And recently guys Unisop also acquired NFT aggregator called as Genie and Unisop's acquisition of Genie which is an NFT aggregator and marketplace means that Unisop users can explore and trade non-fungible tokens and this expansion into NFTs aligns with Unisop's goal of providing a wide range of services to its users. And guys, Unisop represents the future of decentralized finance and they're definitely taking the lead so far as decentralized exchange is concerned. And because of Unisop, it is making it easier for people to access and trade cryptocurrencies without relying on traditional financial institutions. And its continuous development to expansion in new areas like NFTs 
does actually demonstrate this commitment to innovation as well. Now what are your thoughts guys in Ubisoft? It definitely looks like the future of DeFi isn't it? Now guys let's discuss some unfortunate news and that is regarding the future of Binance BUSD and what happened is on 14th of September, Binance did make an official announcement on the social media platform currently called as X or formerly known as Twitter and the announcement actually revealed that Binance had initiated a process to burn several Binance spec tokens, notably among them were tokens marked for burning and four variants of Binance BUSD tokens and each associated with different blockchain networks. So what I'd really recommend you to do is guys, make sure you go ahead and read through that tweet because as for the announcement, the burning process for these Binance Spec tokens would occur on their respective blockchains and subsequently Binance would release an equivalent amount of tokens that had initially served as collateral on the native networks. And Binance guys has also announced plans to stop offering support for stablecoins completely by 2024 and Paxos has also revealed that it will cease all Binance BUSD redemptions in February of 2024. So let me delve into the situation a bit deeper because to be honest guys Binance BUSD shutting down is an absolutely absolutely massive news and Binance had issued various versions of Binance BUSD on different blockchain networks to make it accessible and usable across multiple ecosystems. These included BUSD on Polygon Matic network, BUSD on Tron network, BUSD on Binance BNB Smart Chain and also BUSD on Binance BNB Chain as well and Binance announced its intention to burn these Binance BUSD tokens along with TUSDOLD on the Binance Smart Chain and burning tokens means sending them to an address from which they can never be retrieved so essentially when we talk about a burning address these are actually cryptocurrency addresses which does not have a private key so imagine making a lock with having absolutely no key at all and to be honest guys a burning mechanism can definitely solve a lot of problems and the key aspect of this announcement is that for every BUSD or TUSDOLD token burn an equivalent amount of tokens from the same blockchain's network will be released by Binance so for example if 1000 Binance BUSD on Matic token is burned Binance will release 1000 Matic based BUSD token so the end of Binance BUSD is absolutely near and the trouble actually started for Binance BUSD earlier this year when the US Security and Exchange Commission issued a Wells notice to Paxos the issuer of Binance BUSD and the Security and Exchange Commission alleged that Binance BUSD was an unregistered security signaling its intent to take legal action and this regulatory scrutiny was a significant concern and even the New York State Department of Financial Services raised concerns about Paxos' relationship with Binance regarding BUSD and they requested Paxos to stop minting new BUSD and as a result Paxos decided to serve its ties with Binance and the regulatory challenges and the severe partnership with Binance guys had a notable impact on Binance BUSD and I've been tracking stablecoins volume on a daily basis and at one point of time there was this massive war on stablecoins and I wouldn't be surprised if Binance BUSD would eventually turn out to be the leader. Unfortunately it looks like it's the end of Binance BUSD and Binance BUSD was definitely in the top 10 cryptocurrency market so far as market capitalization is concerned and at that point of time its market capitalization was on the verge of crossing the 16 billion dollar mark but it has gone down to well below 2.5 billion dollar mark as a matter of fact I'm looking at it right now it is at 2.48 billion dollars and right now if you look at it via coin market cap which is once again owned by Binance it has slipped to number 26 definitely not looking good and on some days true USD's volume has definitely overtaken that of Binance BUSD and because of this unfortunate news Binance did actually outline plans to completely stop offering support for BUSD by 2024. 
Additionally, Paxos has also announced that it will seize all BUSD redemptions by February 2024. So, in summary, BUSD, a stablecoin closely associated with Binance, faced regulatory challenges that affected its usage and market value. And as a response, Binance is burning BUSD tokens and closing its ties with stablecoins with plans to end its support in the near future. Definitely unfortunate news. Now, if you look at it in hindsight, its competitor, that is Coinbase, they went ahead and launched their own blockchain network called its Base Network. So the news essentially is that Coinbase's Layer 2 Base Network hit a new peak in terms of daily transactions, breaking its former record when it launched in August. Now, if you do want to find out more information, you can actually look at it via its explorer. And Coinbase's base network hit almost 2 million transactions in a day, and it actually surpassed other layer 2 networks like Optimism and Arbitrum in terms of daily transactions. But here's the thing, guys, at this moment it is still lagging behind Polygon and Binance Smart Chain as well. But so far as the matrix is concerned, on the 14th, it did actually hit 1.88 million transactions, surpassing the previous record of 1.41 million transactions, which happened in August earlier this year. So definitely some positive news for Coinbase, I guess. Now guys, let's discuss some news, and that is to do with multi-billionaire Mark Cuban, who's also the owner of Dallas Mavericks, and Decrypt guys did actually publish a report that actually states that he lost roughly around $870,000, although the figures could have been much more. And here's the sad and craziest thing, cause looks like he downloaded a fake and fraudulent copy of the popular browser MetaMask crypto wallet. Now so far as Mark Cuban is concerned, he's an absolute genius. And what I'd really recommend you to do is, roughly around two years ago, he did have a brilliant episode with Run Back. And to be honest, guys, I was completely shocked listening to the technical details that he actually has. And to be honest, I definitely do think he's an expert in Ethereum and he knows the technical details in and out. And during that episode, he was actually trying to school the host of Unchain, who are absolute genius. And it was extremely shocking the level of technical expertise Mark Cuban does actually has. And he actually said, once you become a billionaire, you just don't accept things for what it is. You go out and do your own research. And he has actually taken courses on Ethereum smart contracts. So to be honest, guys, so far as the technical expertise is concerned, Mark Cuban definitely knows the ins and outs. But imagining him being a multi-billionaire, having all the technical details, and he still downloaded a fake and fraudulent copy of MetaMask. And because of that, he lost $870 million. That is absolutely scary, isn't it? And an anonymous user via Twitter did actually have screenshots of how much funds were actually drained from his account and looks like his wallet was drained for a number of stablecoins, Lido Stake ETH, Super Rare, an Ethereum name service that is .ENS domain tokens and quite a lot of other. But him being a multi-billionaire, $870,000 losing would not be a quite a deal, isn't it? But nonetheless, losing roughly around $870,000 for downloading a fake and fraudulent copy of MetaMask is absolutely quite a shame. Now guys, let's discuss another massive news and that is regarding stealing $240 million in the last 104 days. An elliptic which does a lot of forensic analysis on cryptocurrency transactions did actually publish a report and in that report it states that in the last 104 days, Lazarus has already been identified as responsible for stealing almost $240 million in crypto assets from atomic wallets, Coinspade, Alfapo and Stake.com as well. An elliptic analysis confirms that some of the funds stolen from Coinex were sent to an address which were used by Lazarus Group to launder funds stolen from Stake.com as well. 
Now, if you're someone who's into analysis, I would definitely recommend you to check it. And look, as earlier this year, I did have an interview with the business development head of RP.io, and she actually said it is the technical experts and the top CEOs and CTOs who are most vulnerable to attacks. And in today's episode, we also talked about Mark Cuban. He's an absolute genius in Ethereum. He knows the technicals in and out. And even a person like him actually fell to a scam. So you might think you're an expert, but there is a very high possibility that you can fall for a scam as well. Now, so far as the news regarding Lazarus Group is concerned, let me go ahead and explain this in detail. Because since 3rd of June 2023, the Lazarus Group, a notorious hacking organization, is believed to be associated with North Korea. And they have actually intensified its hacking efforts. And they have successfully executed five confirmed attacks against cryptocurrency-related entities, demonstrating a significant increase in their activity. And over the course of last 104 days, Lazarus has managed to pelt out nearly $240 million in cryptocurrency. And as I mentioned earlier guys, the targets included atomic wallets and roughly $100 million were stolen from that wallet. Coinspade had $37.3 million, Alfafo had $60 million, Stake.com with $41 million and Coinex at $54 million. And here's where this gets interesting because Lazarus has displayed a notable tactic of consolidating funds stolen from various hacks and this actually amplifies that same group is behind these attacks as they're combining funds from different incidents. And Lazarus's recent activities indicate a change in the preferred targets. They have shifted their attention from decentralized services to centralized ones and in the past they primarily targeted centralized cryptocurrency exchanges. However, on the first half of last year, there were no significant hacks contributed to Lazarus and these latest attacks represent a shift back to centralized virtual asset service providers. So look guys, if you're a CTO or a CEO, you definitely need to check out the report which is published by Leptic. And they've also mentioned as to why they've gone ahead and changed their tactics in attacking people. And some of the reason for the change is because there is increased focus on security, right? Because the DeFi space has already increased security measures, making it more challenging for hackers to exploit vulnerabilities. And smart contracts auditing and development standards have definitely improved the security. And the report also mentions that Lazarus often employs social engineering tactics in the hack and decentralized services typically have smaller workforces, making it harder to gain administrative access. In contrast, let's say centralized exchange have larger workforce and centralized internal IT systems, providing more opportunities for attackers to penetrate. So definitely a really powerful report. And to be honest, guys, security firms such as Eleptic, Analysis are closely monitoring these incidents and providing updates on stolen funds. And it's needless to say that it's crucial to stay vigilant and adapt security measures to protect against evolving cyber threats, particularly from sophisticated groups like Lazarus. So essentially, the Lazarus group has significantly increased its hacking activities, shifting from targeting decentralized services to centralized ones. And possible reasons for the shift include improved security in the DeFi sector and increased exposure of larger workforces in centralized exchanges to social engineering tactics and continuous monitoring and robust security measures are essential to combat such threats effectively. So definitely need to check out that report. Now guys, let's discuss two news from Dubai UAE and the Middle East. And the first news guys is regarding IOTA and they are planning to establish a regulated foundation in Abu Dhabi. So let me go ahead and briefly discuss what this news is all about because IOTA is planning to establish a regulated foundation in Abu Dhabi as it expands its global presence and decentralized governance and the new entity aims to foster IOTA's growth and support the cryptocurrency community and this move aligns with UAE's visions for technology innovation positioning IOTA as a distributed ledger leader in the region and beyond and IOTA guys plans to establish a regulated foundation in Abu Dhabi 
when the goal is to expand IOTA's global presence and decentralized governance and the entity aligns with UAE's technology innovation vision and IOTA also aims to become a DLT leader in the region and beyond. Now, so far as IOTA is concerned, it's really important to note guys that it is not a blockchain. So essentially, there are no blocks that are connected to the next block and it is not a chain. Because while LinkedIn, I'm seeing posts that IOTA, a blockchain leader, is setting up the foundation in Abu Dhabi, that is definitely incorrect. They're definitely using DLT, that is distributed ledger technology, something similar to what Hedera Hashgraph does. And if I'm not mistaken, even Phantom does something similar. Now, so far as this news is concerned, specific details about the entity structure and governance will be shared pretty soon. And the entity's purpose is to foster IOTA's growth and global expansion and the aim to become a primary organization supporting IOTA adoption and decentralized governance is a crucial step for IOTA's success. And IOTA Gas wants to be a global distributed, open and impartial infrastructure. And the new foundation in Abu Dhabi is expected to realize this vision. And IOTA aims to become a leading distributed ledger technology entity in the United Arab Emirates and it will work closely with regulators, business leaders and government entities and the foundation will operate under a dedicated board of directors and one of the primary objectives is to support the IOTA ecosystem and the IOTA community will have a role in shaping technology and governance and to be honest guys I'm definitely not liking this news because all these things goes against the very ethos of open blockchain and if you truly understand why Bitcoin was created Bitcoin was created precisely because of these reasons because they should not have any foundations or associations and in my episode on the 14th of this month I definitely touched base on some of the negatives of having associations and foundations so what I'd really recommend you to do is listen to the episode that I released on the 14th of this month because I talked about some of the negative points about associations and foundations I touched base on points such as centralization, loss of autonomy, conflict of interest, exclusivity, reduced transparency, dependency, barriers to entry, inflexibility, loss of community control, loss of trust. And to be honest guys, historically speaking, Bitcoin and open blockchain and cryptocurrencies has severe allergic reaction to associations and foundations. Now to be honest guys, this news might sound great to the corporate world, but in an open blockchain, this is definitely a not a positive news. In fact, even in the blog, they have mentioned that the IOTA community will have a role in shaping technology and governance. And this governance, guys, is actually set by a centralized directed board of directors. Definitely not ideal. But so far as the news is concerned, the reason why they've chosen Abu Dhabi is because of a strategic location and regulation making it an ideal base. And the foundation will empower innovation and development in the DLT space. And IOTA, guys, is looking forward to working with your institutions and building a thriving DLT ecosystem. Now what are your thoughts guys? Do you agree to it or do you disagree to it? Mention them in the comments below. Now guys let's discuss some news and that has to do with digital experiences and artificial intelligence and looks like Saudi Arabia is definitely taking the lead in the Middle East region. So let me go ahead and break down what this news is all about. And this news guys is actually published via Zavia.com and to be honest guys Zavia.com lately has been providing quite a lot of news in the cryptocurrency, blockchain and artificial intelligence space and so far as this news is concerned, Saudi Arabia is actually leading the Middle East in digital experiences in the AI investment and 81% of organizations in the region plan to increase artificial intelligence investment by 2024. And recently, Gaz Riyadh in Saudi Arabia hosted the digital experience show Middle East 2023 to explore digital strategies 
In what the article states is that 74% of organizations are actively developing more digital experiences and 68% of companies intend to invest over $200,000 in digital customer experience by 2024. And the event also introduced the Digital Experience Intelligence Report with insights into investment plans, so definitely positive news. In artificial intelligence in IA, that is intelligent automation, are becoming essential for customer loyalty and efficiency. And what this article states is that 40% of companies are re-evaluating chatbots, 27% reconsidering CRM platforms, and 23% enhancing natural language translation and digital experiences provide a competitive advantage and elevate customer satisfaction. And customers expect continuous innovation through digital products and services. And 76% of business leaders emphasize the importance of digital innovation. And 74% of organizations are actively developing more digital experiences. And got 63% of the companies are increasing the investment in digital experience technology. So definitely, definitely powerful news. So if you're someone who attended the Digital Experience Show Middle East in 2023, definitely let me know. And look, as one trend which I will observe particularly in 2023 is that news regarding metaverse has completely died out and a lot of the investment is actually pulling in into artificial intelligence. As a matter of fact, in my Metaverse Everything podcast, I very specifically mentioned that 99% of investors have lost their money in the metaverse world. So definitely unfortunate news if you're a metaverse but you definitely need to seek the benefits of artificial intelligence. So those were the news guys from Crypto and Coffee Date from Blockchain DXB. In case if you guys have any feedback or suggestions, drop me an email to unfurtblockchaindxb.com. Check out my website www.blockchaindxb.com and also check out my other website area2071.com that talks everything about metaverse. And guys, if you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a five star rating and share the word across. Now for the next few minutes, it's going to be an Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and metaverse. So let's kick start with the Ask Me Anything series. Hey everyone, it's Josh from Blockchain DX. We are listening to the Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. I have a question by Eric who asks, do you think Tether USDT can go belly up if the SEC goes after them? To be honest, Eric, I've answered this question so many times in my Crypto and Coffee Day podcast, both when I'm delivering the speech as well as when you listeners ask this question. The answer is yes, Tether USDT will be the biggest Blackstone event in the cryptocurrency space. And if the SEC does want to go after Tether USDT, they can go after Tether USDT or the company managing Tether USDT, that is Bitfinex, directly or indirectly. And via LinkedIn earlier today, I was just reading a post regarding Tether USDT where there is a very high possibility that in the next coming months that the SAC might actually go after Tether USDT. And here's the thing Tether USDT or Bitfinex, they've actually set up the company overseas, not connected to US territory. But the rule actually states. If the US dollar is directly or indirectly connected to it, there is a possibility that SEC can directly or indirectly go after Bitfinex and Tether USDT. But once you question, yes, I do feel that SEC will in the near future go after Tether USDT. And what is so bizarre and strange in 2023 is the market cap of Tether USDT has gone to the roof. It is the highest at this point of time. The 24 hour volume is ridiculously low. 
And what is crazy is that earlier this year, Tether USDT recorded the maximum profit. So I don't understand how this thing works. And one thing which I mentioned several times regarding the audit, the audit report by Tether USDT is extremely, extremely scary and shady as well. So keeping all these things in mind, I wouldn't be surprised if SEC aggressively goes after Tether USDT. And unlike other drama and cases, I think this would be clear black and white because a lot of the founders and original members of Tether USDT, they do have a very shady background. Now those are just my thoughts and opinion on it. But the last thing to be honest in the stablecoin world that we read right now is for Tether USDT to go down because Binance BUSD is definitely ending its process. And I wouldn't be surprised, let's say in the next year or two years time, Circle USDC turns out to be a leader. And hear me on this, Eric. Could it be possible that Circle USDC, which is actually now managed by Coinbase, is actually feeding information to Security and Exchange Commission and they are taking out the competition? To be honest, that is an extremely high possibility. As a matter of fact, I do have reports and indication that that is what is going on. So the war of stablecoins was going on and unfortunately Binance is out of the game and the next move would be to get Tether USDT completely out of the game and Circle USDC might actually sit on the throne of stable coins and to be honest i'm a massive fan of circle usdc because they do follow the legitimate protocols they have a really strong backing and more importantly the audit process is maybe 25 times better than tether usdt so to answer your question yes tether usdt going belly up will be absolutely devastating if sse takes actions against them and that's about all guys and the ask me anything season blockchain dxv in case if you guys have any feedback or suggestions Drop me an email to infoblockchaindxv.com. Check out my website www.blockchaindxv.com and also check out my other website area1271.com that talks everything about metaverse. And guys, if you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a faster rating, and share the word across. And remember, Monday to Thursday is 8 a.m. to 8:30 a.m. We have Crypto and Coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs. DeFi and Metaverse and other series of episodes in the Crypto and Coffee at 8 works. We usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well, news that has an impact on the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And what you're listening to right now is the Ask Everything series where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And thanks so much for listening guys and have a nice one. Bye-bye.